Hey everyone, welcome to Masaga Life and Real Estate Podcast. Today we are getting into uh, the recent rate hike announcement, trigger rates, and the latest market update. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Jaffrey, and uh, co-host Alex Stackick. Alex, how are you doing today? Hi, very good. Thank you very much, <clears throat> Sean. I'm looking forward to discuss about these really amazing topics, and I'm pretty sure people will look forward to hear yes. more details, right? Some very, very important and relevant topics for today. Uh, before before we get to that, are you prepared for the uh, amazing weather we're going to be having? Uh, <laughs> two two feet of snow over the weekend. I know. Are you, are you ready? I hope so. Let's see. <laughs> we'll be in touch with Monday to see what is a development yeah. story. Yes, uh, according to the city, uh, you know, lights would go out, uh, windstorm could happen, everything's going to be a big skating rink. So be careful out there, whoever uh, is listening to this, I hope you get to this, uh, get through the storm with safety and ease. Okay, Absolutely. so let's start with uh, the recent rate hike announcement. So Bank of Canada uh, raised the rates again December 7th, uh, it was the 7th rate hike for this year by 0.5%. Um, Based on the notes that I I read, uh, Alex, it felt to me that they haven't like shut the door on the rate hikes. I think uh, there's going to be another announcement like you and I talked about in, in January. So there potentially might be more interest rate hikes. Yes, most probably. Yes, you're right. And uh, there's some gossipings that actually not only gossipings, you can go to Bank of Canada website. You can see it's mentioned that they will consider potentially another uh, rate hike increase on 25th of January, but nobody knows it will be quarter percent or half uh, percent. We'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, I just want to get into a little bit of, of what it means uh, practically for people who are listening. Like, you know, what does a 0.5 interest rate uh, increase mean? Uh, and I just, uh, I had this example, um, you know, like if you were talking about like a, a mortgage owner with, uh, with a variable rate, um, you're looking at from, for a 0.5 increase, you're looking at about $176 per month for a house that's about $700,000 or your mortgage of $700,000 rather. Um, and, uh, if you were looking at a home equity line of credit, then you're looking at for every $100,000, your payment's going to be up about 537, but about $45 for every $100,000 that you've borrowed, the 0.5 increase is going to add another $40 to your monthly payment. So you do the math, yeah. $100,000, $40 a month, double it, triple it, and that's how much you're going to be paying. Uh, and that's what 0.5% increase means in practical terms for people out there who are uh, mortgage holders or have a home equity line of credit. Uh, so one thing, Alex, that we have been hearing a lot about is because of the interest rate hikes, mm -hmm. there is going to be some people who are going to be in the territory of uh, trigger rates, trigger points. Uh, this has been going around in the news and the media a lot recently. I mean, I guess it's always been kind of relevant when the interest rates started going up, but the more they go up, the more people are affected by it. And I think that's why it's a relevant topic to kind of uh, get into a little bit. Absolutely, I agree with you. And um, you know, everybody is asking ourselves. Actually, we all ask ourselves, what is the best course of action with these um, hikes, right? Rent hikes. Should I, if I'm, you know, variable rate, should they lock? If I'm locking my rate, for how long I should lock my million dollar rate? question? Yes. So, generally speaking, people have to be aware of some very f simple facts. When you have fixed mortgage rate, if you have to sell property, you're not buying property, 
and actually you're breaking contract with the bank, you can suffer severe penalties because you're breaking yeah. uh, fixed rate, right? Right. Whatever find it out, is. Yeah. Find out what the penalties are before you get into Absolutely. the contract. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if and uh, you don't have flexibility to move from fixed rate to variable rate, but on the other hand, you bought your peace of mind for designated period of time, and you know what is your interest, you know what is your principal payment for this couple of years, whatever is the term you took from the bank, and now most probably these people are not under stress of these high interest rates. On the other hand, if you have variable interest rate, your benefit is that usually your interest rate is lower than fixed rate, but you have flexibility that you can sell your property with only three months interest payments, right? Right. So in most cases, Canadians are using variable interest rates, right? Okay. And now question is, and I was also asking myself what to do now, maybe one temporary solution. I am not saying I'm not mortgage broker to, to give some firm statements, but from my point of view, it's simple calculation to buy temporary peace of mind because we don't know how many mortgage hikes we will have in next year. We are only in a gas zone. Maybe it's good time right now to take fixed rate if you can for maybe one year, maximum two years. And at least to buy some piece of time, see what's going on with the market. Maybe if um, the rates will go down, you will not get a full uh, benefit of this uh, rent decre- this uh, decreasing of the mortgage rates, but at least you will not be affected with the potentially even higher increase of the yeah. rates on the current market. Nobody so, is, I mean, you know, so clever to make decisions what to do, right? There, yeah, and there is a disclaimer here that you know, absolutely do your due diligence, talk to the mortgage broker. Yes, uh, you know, we aren't in the mortgage business, but uh, you know, we can give your opinions. But definitely do talk to a certified, uh, licensed mortgage broker to get their opinion yes. on what to do. And at the end of the day, ultimately, it's going to come down to what your comfort level is. If you're going to be okay with a a fixed rate or or a variable, because right now, fixed rates are lower than variable. Variable has actually gone up above fixed rate. Now, is it going to keep going up? Is it going to stay there? Nobody knows. That's something that you have to kind of talk to your family about and see Absolutely. what you're comfortable with. Right? I made some so, calculations on my own, for example, right. if uh, because most of us have payments on monthly basis, right? So right. I was calculating in K and you can go to, for example, TD online banking and uh, use their mortgage calculator. And just roughly, really roughly, right? I used... Um, present highest fixed rate and what's going on with the terms of paying on monthly basis and weekly basis. So in my particular case, I would be saving paying weekly about 8% comparing what I'm paying right now on monthly basis, because you know, you're shrinking the interest portion on weekly basis. And this is part of your saving. Mostly, right. right? Right. But again, as we disclosed already a couple of times, you should figure out and uh, what is the best course of action, yeah. discussing yeah. with your licensed mortgage broker in the bank and make a right choice. Okay. So now we have um, the reason why trigger rates and trigger points are becoming more and more uh, as, a, as a topic being discussed more and more. 
um, you basically have three types of mortgages. You have fixed, which we talked about, which is fixed for a term, three to five years, one year it could be. And then you have variable. Even within variable, there's two different types. There's variable like that's a, a fixed and then the ones that's, that's not fixed. Um, yes. Right? Uh, which is adjustable. So a mortgage rate which is uh, adjustable pretty much means that you have the variable rate and when the mortgage rate or the interest goes up, then your mortgage payment also goes up to keep up with the higher interest rates. Yes. Uh, and then at that point you're aware, okay, my mortgage payment is going to be higher. So I need to have more money in the bank. The yes. other one, which is a fixed payment, which I think most people have is that your monthly payment doesn't change. If the interest rate goes up, more of your payment goes towards your interest rather than the principal. Right. Yes. Uh, now the term, trigger rate uh, pretty much just means that once you've gone to the point where the interest rate has gone up so much that even your entire payment is not covering the cost of your interest rate or your interest payments, then, you know, that's, that's a trigger rate. And uh, that is a point where a lot of people are at. And that's when you have to kind of sit there and kind of question about, you know, what is going to be the strategy going forward? Because keep in mind, rates could go up again. Yes. And uh, even you can, you can calculate on your own what is your trigger rate. Of course, you have to keep in mind that your final trigger rate may vary and uh, you should see in your mortgage statement what is your trigger rate, but it's very simple. First, you have to determine the amount you are expecting to be charged for your each mortgage payment. It doesn't matter if it's monthly or weekly or biweekly. Right. You have to confirm number of payments you're required to make in a year check to see how much of your mortgage balance you still have to pay off. And when you have all these details, calculation is very simple. Take your payment amount and multiply by number of payments per year, divide that amount by the balance owing to the mortgage, multiply with the 100, and that will give you a rough estimate of your trigger rate. And what does it mean? That means from that, you will get probably the notice from bank in the written form that you're actually hitting your triggering rate and from that moment you will have exact amount what was your previous monthly payment or weekly payment and what is onwards that uh, payment and yeah. as many increases of rates we have we will have probably more yeah, as many notes from the bank in the written form what is your new payment from next month yeah. And uh, trigger rates are not to be taken lightly because uh, what you'll find is your bank will let you know, like, hey, look, um, you know, your payment principal is not being paid off at all. Everything's going to interest. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, even the interest portion is not being covered by your fixed yes. variable payment. And then what ends up happening is that interest gets deferred onto your next payment and the next payment, the next payment. And then the interest yes. accrues interest on, on top of the interest. And you could find yourself in a very messy situation, which yes. is also <clears throat> known as negative amortization. So let me just tell you word for word. For word. Yeah. Uh, you've reached your trigger rate. You've stopped paying off your mortgage and started borrowing more. And those... And that is called negative amortization. So, uh, you know, that is not a place you want to be in. You, you need to kind of take action right away. Uh, if at all possible, increase the size of your monthly mortgage payment. I know it's easier said than done. Uh, otherwise, you know, getting to the point where you reach your, your trigger point is, it gets very, very dangerous. And, and the trigger point basically is, 
uh, Alex, maybe you can jump in with this, but it's it's pretty much like, let's just say, you know, you have a mortgage of like a million dollars. You've had it for a few years or a few months. You've paid off a little bit of the principal and the interest. You're at, uh, you know, your loan's at like 950 now. But now because you've kind of reached a trigger rate and you all you're doing is paying interest and not even that, your loan goes back up from 950 to over a million. So you ended up with more money than you had initially borrowed. Uh, and at that point, things can get very messy. Absolutely. So you you mentioned one of the solutions because people will ask, okay, what are my options once the trigger what rate is options? reached? Right. right. So you already mentioned one, it's uh, increasing monthly payments because by increasing the amount you pay towards your mortgage, you add so-called custom room to your trigger rate and uh, you're still exposed to the ups and downs of the prime rate but you benefit from putting down more towards your principal each month. And this is Correct. one of the options. Another option is convert from uh, variable to fixed term, right? Right. Uh, uh, you know, because in that case, you have peace of mind. I log that. I know how much is my payment. Nothing will be changed. Even if pro- mortgage rates are increasing, I know my numbers and I will follow what I have to pay. Otherwise, you're going to negative, uh, negative yes. calculations, right? And, and, you know, maybe look around and see what your portfolio is like. If you have uh, investments, if you have uh, stocks, uh, you know, just do some calculations and maybe it might be the time to sell those <laughs> and put those into the mortgage instead of keeping them in the stock market uh, just so, you know, you don't lose your home or anything like that, right? Absolutely, um, I agree and, with you. And the one thing that you can do, Alex, uh, that a lot of people are doing actually I think uh, we mentioned this in the previous podcast, but TD mm-hmm. has about 25% of their mortgage holders switch to 35-year amortization as opposed to 25-year. So it seems yes. like a lot of people are doing that. That might also be a way uh, of going. Keep in mind, when you go 35-year amortization, obviously you're going to be paying more interest overall. Uh, but this is something that you want to be doing temporarily. When the rates ca- come down, then you can obviously change your terms and get a short Absolutely. amortization at that point. But uh, yeah, yeah. So these are some of the things you can do. At the end of the day, Alex, I think what we're talking about is, you know, we're living in times of such uncertainty, uh, inflation, uh, you know, the job market, whatever it may be, that this time better to be safe than sorry. Kind of tighten your belts. Uh, don't spend money that you don't have to. And just kind of, you know, just prepare for the worst, hope for the best sort of situation. What do you think? I am on the same side like you. Shrink <laughs> and yes. uh, be very careful with your expenditures and uh, be focused to be able to be in the good books in the bank. Yes. Uh, the banks are obviously going to try to work with you the best that they can. And, uh, you know, nothing's for free. Anytime they make uh, some sort of adjustment for you, they're going to throw it into your, <laughs> they're, going to, they're going to throw in their charges and payments into your uh, monthly payments and you're going to end up paying more uh, bottom line. But, uh, uh, you know, they too have limits. At some point, it's going to, you know, it's going to turn ugly uh, if you don't uh, kind of do this. The, I guess what I'm trying to say is act on this preemptively. Don't wait to the point where the bank picks up the phone and calls you. You call them, find out what's going on, be very, very proactive. And, and like yes. Alex said, you know, get yourself a cushion and make sure you don't end up in a bad situation. Absolutely. I agree with you. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, Alex, move to the market, uh, the real estate market update. Uh, the numbers came out uh, recently. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't surprised to see that uh, they were very similar to what uh, October and September were doing in yes. terms of average prices and number of sales. 
So we are consistently seeing that uh, the sales for this November were down about 50% compared to November yes. of last year. No surprise yes. there. Um, compared to the month before to, to October, sales were down about 2.4%. So the total number of homes sold was down about 2.4%. Uh, yes. Compared to last year, November 2021, our average price is down to seven by by seven point two percent. So we're actually sitting at a million seventy nine. Uh, keep in mind this is an average for all of the Greater Toronto area. Yes. And compared to the previous month, compared to October, we're actually up point three percent. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes. So our it? average our average price is up a little bit. But I mean, you know, I, I guess it's, it's still the same. Not much has changed in no. terms of what the market's been doing for the last three months, I would say. So it's fair to say that the, uh, the you know, we've kind of, uh, we're grinding sideways in terms of price point and uh, not much is changing. Uh, so no. I, in terms of locally in Mississauga, uh, I took mm -hmm. a look and uh, we are, believe it or not, in terms of average price, we are right now, uh, at a million twenty-two, and last year we we're at a million thirty-nine. So there wasn't a big difference um, in average price. Our average price in Mississauga actually we're down like two percent compared to the year before, as opposed to the seven percent, which is the average for all of Toronto. So in that sense, Mississauga is doing pretty good. Um, yes, better than the Toronto. Better, better than the better than the average, I guess I would say. Yeah. Um, our inventory, or sorry, uh, months of inventory was point eight last year. 0.8, right? That's yeah. insane. Like that was a very hot market. Uh, right now we're at 1.7 for Mississauga, and I, I believe the average for Toronto is like 2.5. So it's not a hot sellers market, but I mean, I, I would still say that this would qualify as a sellers market. Uh, 1.7 months of inventory. Yes, and uh, but yeah, from the hand, you see, we have a reduction of total number of listings for 11 percent November to November. Right. And uh, it's uh, also, but the days on the market, in spite of the fact that we have only 11% drop of uh, total new listings of the market, days on the market significantly increased for 18 days in November 21 to 33 days in November 2022. So 33 days, okay. So was that for, was that for Mississauga or all of Toronto? All of Toronto. All over Toronto, okay. So again, yes. once again, Mississauga's numbers are actually better. So you're saying all over, it was 33 days for Mississauga. It was 24 yes. days on market. So, uh, yes. you know, better, better numbers, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with right. you. So, and uh, leasing activity is also reduced. In second quarter was less for 12% comparing second quarter of last year. And overall sales activity is reduced for 42% year over the year. So condominium sales, if it, if it go in, in different you know niches, total condo apartment sales is reduced for 46% comparing last year, right. third quarter, right? Okay. So we can go in so many details and numbers, but really, if somebody is looking for more details, we can definitely give more uh, details about that. What took my attention, what really took my attention, it's average one-bedroom apartment rent. Yes. In, quarter, in, in the third quarter of 21, average rent for one-bedroom apartment was $2,061. 
in third quarter of 2022, so it means after one year. Believe it or not, average one-bedroom apartment rent is 24.81, or average increase for 20.4%. One-bedroom condo apartment rent. Yeah, I um, I am hearing though through the vine that uh, the the rental market is softening. I don't have any hard numbers right now. Uh, some of the people I'm talking to, the rental market is softening. Let's let's see. Let's watch out for that next month and see what happens with that. So you're saying the average one bedroom is 2,400 and change right now. Let's that let's change is almost 25, 2481. So 20 almost 2,500. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's check into the next month, see if that's uh, softened a little bit or not. At some point, you because know, these markets are very fluid. At some point, things have to adjust. Uh, and uh, when we have a lot of inventory on the market, then the rents may come down. But then yes. let's check it out. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, yeah. So I guess overall, uh, it's safe to say that you know whether in Mississauga or all over Toronto or different suburbs of Toronto, what we're seeing is uh, sales are down half of what they were last year this time. And uh, prices Absolutely. are anywhere from five to seven percent are down uh, compared to last year. We're basically sitting at last year's prices at this point right now. What yes. impact is the further the latest rate increase going to have on the market remains to be seen. I think anytime there's an interest rate hike, um, I think we should give the market maybe a few months adjust to that rate hike. So Absolutely. you know we're we're in for a couple of months of observ- observation to see what is the true impact of what's happening. I agree. Um, one one thing that hasn't changed yet is, you know, we've touched upon this before, is that uh, new home sales. So, I mean, these are resale home sales that are down 50%. New yeah. home sales are down like 90% compared to yes. last year. And, uh, you know, that's a red flag, right? Because uh, we can expect a shortage of inventory in a year or two years when, uh, you know, when the rates are hopefully lower at the time and people are back into the market. Uh, and that'll be interesting to see what happens when the interest rates start to go down or when they are down to the point where people start buying, how is the rental market going to get affected at that point? <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see. I'm not but sure you know, that it, the rental markets will significantly drop because we have so many immigrants coming to country year over the yes, year. I'll, I'll tell you what. Force. I'll tell you what I had. Um, we just recently leased at least a condo for my client uh, in Mississauga, uh, in the Meadowville area. It was a one, two bedroom and one washroom unit. Twenty five hundred dollars was listed for. I think we had maybe eight or ten offers on it, and uh, we ended up with with one. Uh, and I'll be I was surprised by the amount of people that were just voluntarily saying, you know what, I'll pay the whole year's rent. No, oh, really. Right. I'm, yes, I'm tired of looking. Um, here's the whole year's rent, and uh, you know, like I'll I'll take care of the place, use my job, and everything else. So, the demand is still very high. You know, ten offers on uh, a an older condo building uh, condo. Uh, you know, demand's still there. So let's see Absolutely. how that changes as time goes by. Um, all right, I, I don't know, Alex. That's it uh, for my end, uh, my friend. Anything you need to add? You want to add? No, absolutely. We covered all topics, and I'm looking forward to discuss about new topics next week. Great. So, I mean, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, uh, if you have any questions, appreciate any feedback, please put it in the comment section. Reach out to us directly. Let us know. We're doing this to, well, for your benefit. So if we can improve upon it, we would definitely want to do it. Uh, and with that, I think we'll wrap it up. Um, Alex, look, thanks so much for joining as always. And uh, we'll see you next week. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Raj, for invitation. And see, of course. And uh, let's see what's going on the next two days about the weather. Take <laughs> yes. care. We'll follow <laughs> up. Okay. Bye now. Of course. See you. Bye-bye.